I haven't seen his mic turned off. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, it's on. on. Okay. Oh. How'd you make his voice sound so sexy like that? Can you do this to I, my name? Dude, I've been trying so hard Ooh, to figure out how to, his microphone for some reason picks up like just extra deep, yeah. like smooth, sensual mm, sounds. I have an extra deep gift for you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. I didn't see that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Zaddy. I love it. Let me go over there and check that out. Oh my! It was God. Andrew's birthday, and he turned thirty-six. I think 36? he just said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Look at That's that! Amazing. Yes, thirty-six oh, years old. <laughs> there you nice. go. Mark, All right. Thank you. Yes, and yes, while, yes. While we're giving out gifts, we also got you this. Oh <laughs> shit! Mm-hmm. On-air uh, gift giving. All right. Gucci bag. No. No. That's Wait, a nice bag. Whoa. Oh, shiny. shit. Mm. This looks sick. Oh. There's a bag, and then he opened it up, and there's another bag. Whoa. Two bags. You get to keep the bags if you really want. <laughs> you have to keep the bags. Mm-hmm. It's Gucci. Yeah, there we go. Got him some AirPods. Yep. yep, yep. For your 10-minute walks. Yeah. No problem. Now you can wear your AirPods Pro. The, uh, now you have to try to figure out how to do the podcast without a boner. Mm-hmm. Get this hat on right away. I, and I, this has got to be immediate. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. We have boners on air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up with uh, <laughs> uh, Ben? Was it Ben Askren? Right? <laughs> What did he fight? Uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. It was boxing, right? I mean, he's yeah. he's not a not a boxer, I guess. Still, that's. I wonder if he's kind of compromised from the, you know, when he got when he got knocked out. Oh, that looks great. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a zaddy. It's a zaddy hat. Damn. Your birthday, bro. You should get up on this table and dance. <laughs> Whip that Congo out and go do helicopters. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> We're supposed uh, to dance for him, I yeah. guess. No, hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I agree. You know, do the helicopter okay. on the table. Um, but oh my god, that! Ben, I don't know if you guys saw the Ben Askren interview afterwards. He just looks so. I mean, he he came home with some money, which is good mm-hmm. for him. Well, yeah, like he made some money, but still, to get killed by Jake Paul as a real fighter, right? And Jake Paul's a real fighter now, I guess. But damn, three now. Well, they showed um, some footage from when Ben Askren fought, I think, Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he is like ground and pound, like just beating the crap out of Ben Askren. And you know, like, he's not fine, but he doesn't get KO'd. Yeah. And I understand that. I mean, actually, I don't understand anything about both, uh, you know, combat sports and what it's like to get punched by one of these killers. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Um, he was pretty happy to lose and walk away with a good chunk of money. What do you guys think about these kind of different fights? You know, we got the uh, mm-hmm. Hapthor and uh, Eddie Hall going to be fighting soon. I see that uh, Steph Cohen has been uh, doing a lot of boxing. I wonder if she'll like this hat. Is I mean, it kind of it looks great. It looks great. Looks good. Man. Looking at it in the camera. Sorry. It. Uh, <laughs> you know, I wonder if someone like her is going to like call someone out or something like it would just be it would be really interesting like a lot of people would want to watch that right mm-hmm. no Steph Cohen too it's like she's first off she's a really amazing athlete as far as powerlifting is concerned but she's taken all of that into what she does with boxing so she's taking boxing seriously she's not someone who like I mean not Hapthor and Eddie are taking boxing seriously but I feel like Steph is really training mm-hmm. boxing you know what I mean in all aspects of it um, so I think it's going to be it's going to be really scary when she actually starts fighting because she's just an, a crazy athlete, man. Like just an insane athlete. I think it's kind of interesting in like the fighting game, I guess, uh, you know, anyone can sort of enter into it, even though it's not true because you can get your ass kicked, but it's not, it's different than football. Like, you know, you can't like, you can't just go and like, uh, you know, uh, play on the, <laughs> can't just go and play on the 49ers, you know, nope. for, for a weekend to see how you do, you know? Uh, you can't like call out the best uh, defensive back in the NFL and and say like that you can burn him or whatever. Like you just 
we you won't have an opportunity to do it. <laughs> like there's no like, and that none of those guys would even, even if you did that, like publicly, like on YouTube or something, no one would take the bait. But for some reason, with these other fights, people are taking the bait, and there's pretty good money in it, I guess. Yeah, it's just because <clears throat> of the the people have made a name for themselves elsewhere, right? You know, like uh, not that anyone's gonna challenge you or you're going to challenge anybody but mark bell could draw a crowd right you know he could whatever you can pull some 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 uh some attention but anybody who is your exact size strength level or whatever if they don't have a name for themselves it's no one's going to care but then everyone gets mad because like jake paul like like oh you're a youtuber like you have no business being a professional boxer Mm -hmm. and then like the purists get all upset but I mean, shit, no one's talking about boxing. At least, I mean, you know what I mean? It'd be really interesting to take people from different uh, things, you know, take, you know, one of the best uh, NFL players and take uh, LeBron James, have him box. Like, everyone would watch that, right? Yeah. But why is that more fascinating than watching two? Like, I'm not going to pay for a pay-per-view of boxing, Mm -hmm. but I would pay for that. It's because people want to see certain people get, like, people did want to see... For the most part, Jake Paul get his ass beat. That's what people wanted to see. That's true. Um, but then Jake Paul ended up just like wrecking this dude, which is, mm, that's tough. Um, but is yeah, that's Jake what people want to see. Or his brother that wants to fight Mayweather. Um, I think, no, I, Logan, Logan wants, yeah, know. it's Logan. Because Mayweather, like I remember people were talking about this. Logan's pretty big. He's like 215. Um, and he's much bigger than Mayweather. So it's Logan who wants to fight Mayweather. Is that going to happen? I think right. it's... Yeah, Mayweather will probably make a couple, like, well, more than a couple. He'll make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, a couple million. Yeah, but that's just like you see. I feel like that is in and of itself. If Mayweather, wait, if Mayweather does do it, he will just wreck Logan. Um, but that's just like, how can you use and like, how can an individual be like, I want to just fight the greatest boxer of all time, and then they're mm-hmm. actually able to because they're super famous. Yeah, right. That is disrespectful to boxing. If yeah. you say anything, money you know? may though. I think he, he'll play around with it. What Mayweather will do is what he did with um, McGregor. Yeah. He'll bet that he's going to you know, win by KO or TKO in the third round. Mm-hmm. He'll play around for two rounds or whatever round he decides. He'll bet a shit ton of money on himself and to end it in the third round, and that's what he'll do. Because he's money may. What if Logan Paul like, lands a little on Mayweather's chin? Impossible. That's what we'd like to think, right? I, I hope it is too. See, this is why those pay-per-views sell. Yeah. <laughs> On the off chance. <laughs> the one chance. Yeah. Impossible though. Just hoping that like the guys show up in shape, you know, that they're mm-hmm. not like tired. That's that has kind of looked at, out of shape. That's what happened with the Tyson fight too. It's like, uh, uh Roy Jones yeah. wasn't, uh, as prepped as he probably should have been. Yeah. Tyson looked like he was doing okay. Looked like he was still breathing good and still throwing some pretty decent punches. Mm hmm. But I think that's the the risk of like being out of the ring for a long time with someone like uh, someone like Mayweather. Yeah, Tyson looked like he was in really good shape for that fight. It was uh, he was moving quick. He was moving pretty scary. Um, but yeah, in this in this Askren uh, Jake Paul fight, Ben Askren looked bad. Yeah. Like he he looked really just like mm-hmm. he kind of like smory and <laughs> yes. Uh, a tweet I read was you like say smory. Yeah, yeah kinda, oh like a s'more, like a s'more, <laughs> like smory. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminded me, like, because I looked at his back and he had these like lines and shit. And I was like, looks like a s'more. Yeah, the Michelin Man <laughs> yeah. lines. That's the greatest description of somebody I've ever heard in my life. That's, That's all great. I could think about. Really. Yeah, somebody said it looked like uh, your out of shape uncle that got off the couch to jump in the ring out of nowhere. <laughs> I think because he oh, he man. normally fights at like I don't I can't I don't know what weight, so he had to gain quite a bit of weight to try to fight Paul. Yeah. But I think he just said, whatever, I'm going to collect a couple million dollars to take a punch. Yeah. Mm. He, oh, man. Yeah. He didn't go in there to lose, though, either. Like, he he, he, he thought he was going to win. That's the that's rough part. Like, he went in out of shape thinking he was going to win. Because, I mean, yeah, if, if you're going against Jake Paul, you, you it's Jake Paul. Yeah. You're not that scared, but. This guy can box. Like yeah. he can box. He's we got, can't take that away from him. Looks like he's got heavy hands. He has heavy hands, man. And and I I did see a different angle. So the first one I saw, it was like them trying to like make it look like he, you know, was like a phantom punch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I seen another angle and his legs do lock up and he like falls over. So I'm like, oh, like 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would love to believe that Ben Askren being a actual, you know, practitioner, being a fighter, wouldn't take a dive for a paycheck. Yeah. Um, and I'll just go with that and be like, hey, Jake Paul's 3-0. I think that's just actually also like just what makes you really respect other martial arts because Ben Askren was a phenomenal wrestler. Oh, yeah. Like he was a phenomenal Olympic wrestler, you know, like insane. Once the UFC and he couldn't necessarily get things going as far as like maybe his striking and other stuff, you know, people were scared of him because he was a wrestler mm-hmm. and he went to boxing and that wrestling didn't help that much. <laughs> yeah, right? sports, yeah. It would have made a difference if he could wrestle a bit, but he couldn't. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like the UFC is like the only show in town when it comes to MMA. And uh, there's a lot of fighters that have had pretty good careers other places. And then they've come to the UFC and had a couple losses. And it yeah. just makes it look like you suck. Doesn't necessarily mean that you suck. It just means that you're against some of the best in the world and that you're probably going to lose. There's like very few guys that are undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Bones, Jones, uh, and, uh, a couple other guys are, you know, they don't have like, well, Bones has like a loss on his record, but it's like a DQ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's rare to be undefeated in that sport. Uh, are there really any other undefeated UFC fighters that were greats? Yeah, Khabib is undefeated. Oh, Khabib is yeah. undefeated. Okay, mm-hmm. Khabib is undefeated. And I'm not familiar with uh, St. Pierre's. GSB record. has a loss. Really? Okay. He's I got think, a, right? Yeah, I think, he has two. Cu- I think he has a couple. Yeah. Mm. Two or three losses. Damn. Yeah. What is undefeated is that new watermelon salt flavor from Element, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, that's that, that's really freaking good. <laughs> yeah, that, they did a great job with that. They, yummy. They, they need to send some more boxes. I know. Yeah. I'm still holding off on this one. Maybe I'll celebrate for my birthday and have this one, but I still have one packet left. Mm. I'm just staring at it, getting kind of crinkled up. But yeah, yeah. You, should, you should drink that. I will. I'll you drink it today. Drink I'll celebrate it for my birthday. Good. But if, when, wait, oh yeah, your birthday was last week. But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was, I was, I was still celebrating. You're still celebrating. Yeah. I know some people that have birthday weeks. Oh, dude, yeah, birthday. It's my birthday month. It's I can't, my birthday month. I can't throw out the trash. I, <laughs> I made some uh, ice cubes out of those uh, water as a water bottle. Oh, nice. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Did you have to like uh, make the um, the the water to element ratio pretty pretty low? Like a lot of element to less water, or did you just nah, go one to one? Well, no, they just I just uh, dumped whatever I had in like a bottle mm-hmm. in into the uh, little ice tray thing. Dang, it was good. That's living in the future, right there. It was really good. Mm. Hell yeah! I just dumped regular water on it, and it was awesome. That's cool. If you guys want to check out the new watermelon salt flavor, uh, it's kind of incredible. It's really freaking good. Um, you got to head over to drinklmnt.com slash power project. Um, you can pick up a value bundle, do what Encima wants to do, which is just get all four flavors. Seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm just serious. Just do that. Like you guys, <laughs> yeah, you want to do that. You don't want. Yeah. It'd be sick if we made them sell out. That That's what we should do. So yeah, mm. let's actually, yeah, let's all do that. Let's all get a value bundle right now. Uh, you pay for three boxes. You get a fourth one absolutely free. Again, that's at drinklmnt.com slash power project. Head over there right now. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I was in uh, Redondo Beach for a week, and uh, it was a lot of fun vacationing with my family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to figure out something to do for your workouts. But I wanted to get away from lifting just for a little bit. And so I just ran every day and uh, did like a run-walk Kind of more of a shuffle, if you've ever seen me run before. <laughs> a little bit of shuffling out there. And uh, I did some stairs, and it was awesome. Um, I probably did, each time I went and did the stairs, I did about 10 sets of it or so. Mm-hmm. A couple times I mixed in some uh, push-ups in between. Um, and then kind of more recently, just with my workouts in general, they've been so different than what I've traditionally done. I have usually have like a bro split or, you know, I concentrate on like a muscle group and you know, I do shoulders on one day and arms the next and uh, legs the next day and so on. I have a rest day in there. And, but more recently, I've been kind of mixing things up and doing full body stuff. Uh, a lot of it has to do with um, when we had knees over toes here, uh, when we had Ben Patrick here, you know, I was just like, oh, well, I might as well mix some of the sled stuff in while I'm doing my other sets and I'll mix in the slant board and that way it's incorporated into my workouts and it's not something that I feel I need to do extra of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been working really great and it feels, it feels really good, but the workouts are just different than what they used to be. And they're a little faster and they're sweatier than yeah. they used to be. Yeah. 
I think um, uh, just a big aspect to it is the backwards component can be added to a lot of things. Like the other day, um, uh, you know, suitcase carries and all that type of stuff where you're just walking mm-hmm. boards. You can add a backwards component to that and feel a bit different. Like you feel like you're working, you're working a lot of the same muscle groups, but you're working in a different fashion, actually walking backwards. So I feel like that's something that's super easy that people can do. But, you know, as far as rest periods are concerned, it's been a long, it's been a while since like I've really taken advantage of rest periods like I used to when I was concentrating on powerlifting, which is why my workouts can be a little bit more succinct, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that if you're, you know, doing a few movements at the same time, a few different movements, you can get in a great lifting routine in like 30 minutes, you know, that's still progressive. That still allows you to work with weights. Um, but you don't have to end up being in the gym for an hour and 30 to two hours because not everybody has the ability to do that. You don't really need much of a rest period if you're doing it with some strategy behind it. You know, Uh Um, if you are trying to get bigger, then there might be a need to move around some heavier weights. And so therefore, maybe on like exercise one, maybe you kind of have a main thing that you want to do where you're lifting maybe a little heavier. Maybe there is some rest, but even with that being considered, uh, there's really no reason why, uh, in between a set of bench press, why you can't do like a set of lat pull downs or even pull ups. Um, there's no reason why you can't drag the sled backwards, uh, in between a, uh, a set of bench press or a set of dumbbell flies or something like that. So you can incorporate all this stuff and, and, ha- and kind of mix and match it and still, uh, have workouts, not only that are done faster and efficiently, with a lot of exercises, but you could still strength train if you wanted to. Absolutely. I think one thing that is, it's very easy for individuals to get stuck on is, um, you know, you, I really like barbell movements. I really like the squat. I like penalty rows. I like benching. I like deadlifting. I like those movements. Um, but on the outside, if you're not somebody who's, let's say you're again, competing in powerlifting, or let's say that you're, you know, focused on a sport where you have to maybe get stronger with those specific movements. If you know that you don't necessarily like spending a crazy amount of time in the gym and you also don't have the ability to, um, it could just be a much better idea to do a lot of different dumbbell type movements, um, or, and add maybe some lighter barbell movements in and mix them together so that you you don't, because like if you're if you're working up to a heavy deadlift or a heavy squat or heavy bench, as much as we like these movements, it takes time to warm mm-hmm. up to those to those heavy lifts, right? And let's say you're trying to work up to like a two twenty five bench, and you have to warm up to it. That could that party workout could take you a cool twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, and if you only have forty minutes in the gym or thirty five minutes in the gym, that might not be the best use of your time to actually do that. So you really need to think about it. As much as you like those movements. Do your time constraints allow for you to really take, like, really do that and still have time for the rest of your fitness? Or is doing that having you neglect a lot of the other things that you want to actually progress at in the gym? And there's a lot of ways to make things faster as well. Uh, not that that's the only goal to make the workout super fast, but um, you could do what I've done for a long time and that's kind of work out backwards, you know, like mm-hmm. just take all the fluff and puff stuff that you would do normally at the end of a workout, the higher rep stuff, the bodybuilding stuff, front load your workout with that and then finish your workout off with a squat bench or deadlift, something like that. Um, the weight that you're going to use, you're going to be forced to use a little bit less weight. Yeah. And you could also do some tempo stuff. And if you wanted to, you could do sets of 10 or sets of 15 and that'll be real. You're not going to use a lot of weight at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it won't take much of a warm up. Plus you're previously warmed up from doing other things. But to your point, even if you were to do some dumbbell bench pressing before you did a regular bench press, if you have the strength to lift around 300 pounds on a bench press, mm-hmm. it's still going to take you a while. You, you kind of need to, it's not wise, you know, to go from, even if you're dumbbell bench pressing hundred pound dumbbells and they felt good and you felt like you could just, uh, you know, kind of load the weight up on the bench i don't think it's a good idea i personally would still bench the bar yeah some people can maybe argue like they would be fine starting with 135 and i would agree with that that's fine but i i always start with the bar then i go to 135 and i still usually take my time uh warming up if i am going to cheat anything um it would be in the earlier sets such as like skipping the 45 pound bar and just going right to 135 Uh, But I think it's a big mistake to skip the stuff later on. Like 
uh, instead of taking that tweener from, you know, 315 and hitting 335, you just jump right to 365. Oh. And that's how people, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, yeah. And we've said this on this podcast before, but it's worth mentioning. Whenever you're thinking about jumping a weight, no matter what you're training for, no matter if it's bodybuilding, powerlifting, CrossFit, or a sport or anything, whenever you have any doubt, always go with the lighter weight. Just always just make that a rule of thumb for yourself when you're like, should I add a 25 or a 10? Mm-hmm. The answer is add the 10. <laughs> yeah. Just add the 10. Just do it. Even if you only did one rep with it, at least you did it. You felt it. You're like, okay, great. I got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Nothing hurt. I feel good. The lift was clean. I'm going to add weight now. Yeah. Now that's, that, that's absolutely important. Um, one other thing that I do like to do though, cause I still like to do those movements. And I still do is as I'm warming up for my load in between my warm up sets, I'll be doing another movement. So I'll like, if I'm, doing a bench press on that day and I'm working myself up to like a 265 bench press these days or 285 or whatever. Um, in between those sets, I'll be doing whatever sets of my dumbbell work I'm doing or whatever sets of the, um, shoulder work that I'm doing on as far as accessories. I will do those in between, come back, bench, go back, do that, come back, bench so that none of the workout is being, none of the time is being wasted kind of sitting idly by. Right. And again, if you're someone who is focused on powerlifting and you need to take those rest periods in between your working sets because, you know, you don't want to be fatigued. I get that. Okay. So maybe this is not, maybe this isn't for you. Um, but again, if you're, if you're, if you do like strength train and you're not competing and you want to kind of, again, be more active during your workout, that's something that you can easily do between those sets take those rest periods and go do another movement, come back and then do those sets of whatever you're about to do. I would say even if you're powerlifting and even if you're competitive and even if you're prepping for a meet, just maybe that first exercise might be the one that you might need to have Mm -hmm. uh, or you might feel the need to have uh, be separate from everything else. But for the most part, uh, I've always paired stuff together, you know, Um, you know, sometimes in terms of like a group environment or a team or even a training partner, Sometimes it's not good to have too many things going on because then you're not really training together. Mm. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to like you do a set of like dumbbell bench press and the next guy goes and you get to encourage each other and and uh, make sure each other's not like, you know, doing shitty reps and and you can kind of coach and train each other. So for some purposes, there's definitely some application. uh, But even that's like you're not resting for a long time. It's Mm. like you're just your rest period is like when the other guy goes. Yeah. And it's it's not uh, anything that's that's really long, but all through my powerlifting career, I always superset stuff. Um, it might have been like you know, if I was doing a heavy squat, heavy bench, heavy deadlift, I may not have done something in between that. But then once that was over with, then I still uh, paired exercise. I always loved the way it felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels great to do a set of biceps and a set of triceps in between, and then kind of go back and forth and back and forth. For you and Seema, do you ever feel like? Because um, I've seen some people do this before, and I. It just makes me wonder whether it's how optimal it is. Sometimes people, they maybe hop around a little too much and they kind of start blending in. (laughs) They start blending in a lot of things at one time. They start blending in kind of cardiovascular strength, agility, like they might do a ladder and then they might like hit like dumbbells. You know what I mean? Like, so do you feel like that's, uh, you feel like that's maybe a little bit of a stretch or is that kind of, uh, pushing more into the conditioning realm rather than the strength realm. I don't think that's too much. Okay. So it, it totally depends. It's like, you know what? It's funny. You know, that video that we made, um, as far as like adding cardio into what you mm-hmm. do on the super training channel. Um, a lot of, there are a few comments that are like, isn't that CrossFit? Isn't this just CrossFit? Mm-hmm. Isn't this just CrossFit? And then in my mind, I was like, no, but I mean, I guess technically you could call it CrossFit yeah. because but when CrossFit came around, people said, Hey, isn't that just supersets? <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly so like like w- when i look at that w- and let's just like take it a step further let's say that someone isn't just you know they're they're doing ladders let's say that they're uh you know they're doing some bicep curls and they're doing some uh step ups and then they're doing some goblet squats and then they're taking a lap around the gym and then they come back and they do that whole thing again right well i mean it might not be optimal for the most muscle growth that they could have, Mm -hmm. but that individual is definitely going to be able to gain some muscle and they're definitely going to work on their conditioning and they're going to get in better shape. So 
they're not going to be a mass monster. Maybe, probably not. They're not going to be a mass monster, but they're definitely improving their shape. They're improving their health. They're improving their muscularity. And if that's the way that they enjoy doing it, mm. then I don't, that that's not necessarily a problem, you know? And it, yeah, it's who's to say like, who would even fucking know whether like, you know, how, what test or measure would someone have to be able to be like, Hey, that does not work. Like that's bullshit workout. It'll work. That's the thing though. It will work. Right. But like in terms of getting your biceps, maybe as big as they could be, maybe your biceps wouldn't get as absolutely big, right. but you're going to burn a lot of calories. You're going to have a good workout. Um, there's literally nothing wrong with and it. You're filling in that mental, that mental gap that, yeah. we, that we all have. And some people just love to work out particular ways. Yeah. And I, I think that I, I, I personally used to have that kind of like, if you were to tell me what you just told me there, gave me that example, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's not optimal. Or that's what, like, why are they doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Your weightlifting routine shouldn't be during your cardio routine. And rah, rah, rah. But it, it, it's still achieving that goal, albeit in, you know, in a different way. And it's, it sounds like for me, I wouldn't want to run around the gym, but adding a component that that's a little bit taxing cardiovascularly to me, I like that. Like now, like, Again, I'll do those suitcase or whatever carries and stuff in between my sets of things um, and other things that might be a little bit taxing as far as cardio is concerned, because I do enjoy that. I enjoy that push. And I, I think it's I think for me at this point, um, it does fall in line with my goals. So it doesn't feel great to just do like a set of like seated rows and then just not do anything else. Sit there. <laughs> yeah. And wait. For and it, that could be just where we're at with our exactly. lifting. You know, maybe different people are in different spots. Um, I know a lot of bodybuilders too. They'll either stretch in between their sets or they'll flex. Mm -hmm. uh, they do something in between. Usually, um, you know, flexing in between is great. It helps promote some blood flow and then teaches you how to flex the muscles properly, which is an odd thing that we, that we don't like learn that mm. it's weird that like, uh, someone could be a sprinter their whole life and then no one ever has taught them how to flex their calves or their hamstrings. Or even with jumping, no one's ever taught you like how to flex your quads or you don't need to be taught that to be able to jump. You don't need to be taught that to be able to run, but it's odd. Like you figure that, that there would be some conversation of like, Hey, when you bring your heel towards your butt, when you're standing, that's your hamstring. Can you kind of feel that? Now, if you just kick your heel back a little bit more, that's how you would flex your hamstring. I mean, it just seems obvious because like, you know, I want to produce a ton of force when I'm running. Mm -hmm. So it'd be great if I knew how to flex the things that are going to fucking propel me forward. Yeah. Let, let me ask you guys this. Do you guys, this is why I think like, like weight training and strength training is super beneficial because it, again, it can give you control of different muscle groups. I don't know if this is weird, but can you guys like flex your lower back? Like, can you touch and flex your lower back and like feel it tense and move and flex? Yeah. And, yeah? and if anybody can't just raise your your head all the way to the ceiling and then drop it down to the floor. Like you'll feel all those muscles moving around yeah. in there. Yeah. Can you, now can you activate it without <laughs> moving? Without moving? I don't know. That's, that's, I haven't really, let me try. <laughs> Just like stand and put your hand on your lower back. Yeah. I can do it with the, uh, kind of the reverse shrug method is where I can feel it the most. Just pushing the shoulder down a little bit. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. odd. All I do, I just keep farting back here. So I you keep know. farting. Not just kidding. <laughs> Birthday farts. <laughs> it's so. Yeah, touch my lower back real quick. I, so I sound a little weird. I tend to just tense up, like oh, if I'm nice. like bracing. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He's able to make it like a wave. Yeah, it's weird, but th that's the thing. I think like that's what a lot of these move. Like when you get the hang of feeling a lot of these mm. movements, you're able to like just like activate certain muscle groups very acutely yeah it's weird you also have back abs so but because i've worked them for such a yeah. long time like i can just like make them move so in in that video where we're being super serious about your two hours of sleep that everyone believed for some fucking reason um people yeah i'm it? working off of a, an hour and a half right now just 90 savage minutes. yeah, yeah. Two because two, two hours. Nobody yeah. has time to sleep. That's why I'm two drinking hours. so much coffee. My eyes are red. Um, I zoomed in to a picture of what kind of looked like like a decent picture of abs, mm -hmm. and then like I pulled back, and it's like, oh shit, that's his back. Wait, what? <laughs> like, it looks great. Yeah, oh, that's it's funny. funny. But yeah, no, the comments that were coming in on that video were gold. Yeah, straight gold. Um, that's cool. I never tried to flex my back. Maybe well, that's why I have back issues. 
but this is the thing I have to tell you guys. It's like, <sighs> that video was real. <laughs> like, that's not a joke. Not it's joke. like, everybody thinks that we're, we're, everybody thinks that we're being sarcastic. I would say one out of 10 people see or think that we're being sarcastic. People think that you're sarcastic about what? Being on steroids? People think that I'm sarcastic about, <laughs> about being natural. About. <laughs> people think I'm sarcastic about like getting two hours of sleep and um, having 400 grams of protein a day. Mm. And it's legit. Like there ain't no lies here. That's just what I do. And you know what? What I do doesn't work for 99% of the population. Mm-hmm. That's but that 1% group, that 1% lifestyle, those people that want to live. <laughs> yeah. Some people are hyper responders to stuff. In that way, you can. You <laughs> well, I think because you just you made it. On this. You just made it super challenging right away, and you didn't try to learn anything. You just started out day one, making everything really difficult, right? Yeah, that's just what you like. You, you can't make things easy. You can't do adaptation. It. No, what's that? Adaptation is forced. What's that? What's that about? <laughs> right? There ain't no reason for that. No, you don't ease your way in. You force your way in in all aspects. Or no of Vaseline. <laughs> no Get right up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Out of uh, trying to just like problem solve, I've been mixing in, you know, sled drags in between each set. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like no matter what, uh, maybe towards the end of like uh, this Saturday, I, I didn't do it for the last set because I was going to just do it for like 10 minutes straight. I actually did 20 minutes of doing, um, you know, sled drags <laughs> with the, uh, with the tank yeah. outside. But no, um, you know, cause Stuart McGill said, I, I basically can't touch weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I can't do my normal, like treadmill cardio, just walking. So, because I can't, like, I just can't get away from it. So I ended up making it, uh, you know, regular walking harder by adding weight to it. What, yeah. You know? So, um, by doing that though, like my workouts have been fairly short cause I'm doing, I'm just, I'm not stopping at all. Like I don't like, I, I will take a breather. I'll like maybe walk down the turf like mm-hmm. a couple times, but it's been great. Like the weights like have been super light. I don't think I've touched anything above like 35 pounds like, yeah. as far as dumbbells. Oof. Yeah. I know it's, it's been amazing though. Yeah. Like my, my diet's on point physique's looking better. Like this it's, I'm like, why the, like it sounds so stupid. Like I made a post that like all I'm doing is focusing on not getting hurt and lifting the right amount of weight. Mm-hmm. And as I'm typing it, I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, this sounds so stupid. You know, like, oh, do what you're supposed to have been doing this whole time. But, you know, now I have no choice but to leave the ego yeah. you know, outside in the parking lot because if not, I get hurt. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday or Friday, I did uh, kind of tweak my back. Not bad because the weights are, not, they weren't heavy. I think I have 25 pound dumbbells. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to do some incline press. Mm-hmm. And on the way down, I think I kind of like, I leaned too far forward as I'm like bringing the weight up or something happened. Mm. I don't remember. And I paid for it. But, you know, that like I, I learned from that. I didn't like, oh, no pain, no gain. I have to fight through it. Um, but I still did the same things. You know, I would walk up and down the turf with the, with the sled and, by doing that, like I did get my, my steps in, we'll say my cardio in and I got a good workout in and it didn't take me, you know, an hour and a half, yeah. maybe an hour or less. Mm-hmm. And it's just been feeling great. If you, you do like circuits basically, right? Pretty much like they're circuits. Like and I'll go how from many one movie. circuits do you do maybe in a given workout, like maybe two or three? It would usually be, it would typically be like three. Some days if I'm doing a lot of the same movements back to back, it, cause like, Sometimes it could be four different movements. It's usually three to four different movements. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's ever a time I do five. Um, but usually it's three. Yeah, usually three different circuits. Yeah. And I'll move through those movements. Then I'll go to the next thing, move through those movements. And I was thinking just from what Andrew said about that sled. You know, if you're someone who's trying to get in better shape and you're trying to, yeah, so you're trying to get lean out, maybe just have a personal challenge to do your same workouts, but don't stop moving. Right. Like don't, don't have any segments of your workout where you're just sitting and waiting for your next set. It could be super simple too. You could just do a set of curls and then you could do a set of lunges. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. You could, uh, as soon as you get done with your, uh, pull-ups, you can do some push-ups mm-hmm. or some air squats or, and you can have different focus on different day. Like maybe, maybe there's a day where there's a, where there's like uh, body weight component to the leg workout mm-hmm. and maybe there's another day where there's an actual focus on the legs where you might squat or leg press or 
do whatever heavier shit that you think that you need for some growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, it, it, it doesn't take time. And I, I personally have, when I started doing that, I started finding more enjoyment in my in-gym workouts. Cause I, again, before that I was much more rigid about the way I would go about doing those workouts for myself and the way I would program those workouts for people because I myself was rigid, but seeing the benefit, it's like, there's, there's really, unless again, you're lifting a crazy amount of weight and you really need those hours, like not hour, but, um, you know, the, uh, minute 30 rest periods or whatever, mm-hmm. then yeah, you don't, it's not, yeah. I want to flexibility. Sh- strongly encourage people like what Insim is saying with those circuits, maybe maybe you don't dig that kind of training but maybe just do like one circuit because maybe you could do one circuit that includes like maybe two things that you like and one thing that you know that you need that Mm -hmm. you don't like you know andrew has to do the big three pretty often so the from Stuart mcgill so maybe you know maybe you get down on the ground and do like some stuff that you just you don't like you know you don't enjoy that one thing but that one thing can keep you in the game for a lot longer. I remember uh, Louis Simmons used to talk all the time about dragging a sled, uh, doing single leg stuff, um, doing unilateral exercises, doing just unconventional stuff, just taking a uh, dumbbell or kettlebell from the ground and doing some cleans. Why not? Why not get some more movement in? Like that's a lot more movement than just deadlifting. It's a lot mm-hmm. more movement. It's way different than just a squat. It just has a different, a different challenge. Um, dragging a sled is, is uh just a great form of exercise forwards backwards yesterday when i was done with my workout which i did kind of a almost like bodybuilding workout but i did the circuits that you're kind of talking about but i mainly did just chest and biceps um throughout the whole workout Mm -hmm. and then once those three circuits were up i i did uh some backward sled drags some suitcase carries and uh the slant board and i went around and did that like four or five times and that was it was like, it was challenging. It was fun. It was like kind of fun, you know, but I went through it the first time and I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be like, I got to like really kind of concentrate. And I'm walking with a, with a kettlebell. that's not heavy. You know mm-hmm. I mean? The suitcase carry, I was doing uh, like a 32 kilogram uh, kettlebell or whatever. So it wasn't some massive thing, but it was some decent weight. Yeah. It's difficult <laughs> yeah. to do it down and back. And then also like the way that you're kind of supposed to do it, I'm supposed to bear down mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was a great workout. But see, that's one of those movements. Like for example, let's say the suitcase carry, like we had Brian Carroll on, we had Stuart McGill on showing, telling us all how important the suitcase carry is and how important the bottoms up carry is doing those movements on their own may be fairly boring. If you were just like to say, okay, I'm going to do this for three or four sets. But when you add that into something, like it makes it much easier to now go do the suitcase carry go do some pull-ups, go do some bicep curls, come back to the suitcase carry. You know what I mean? Like these movements that you typically, again, the ones that you say that you know that you know you should do, but you keep skipping out on, pair them with some other movements and something that you like, You'll it's it's much more likely that you'll actually go get it done. And then, you know, we're, we're talking about like, oh, that might take away from the strength of the movement order. But the way I see it, like, you know, like Mark said, like doing nothing is kind of like, that. that seems worse but I see it as that is my break period. Like uh, dragging the sled backwards is not taken away from my overhead mm-hmm. press. You know, like we, it just, I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to try to put on mass and try to gain strength, that should be your focus. But if doing one trip down the, the, tre- uh, the, um, you know, the turf is like really hindering your performance. <laughs> like, I think there's some other underlying issues there. And the amount that it's honestly, if we're really thinking like, if you're really thinking about the amount of weight it's going to stop you from being able to, to, to take away. Yeah. It ain't going to be nothing but maybe five, 10 pounds. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm really trying to think of like, if I was doing some shoulder pressing with, uh, maybe like a bottoms up, well, yeah, maybe a suitcase carry and something else. How much weight would that really take away from my shoulder mm-hmm. press? It's not going to take 20 pounds off my freaking shoulder press. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take off that much. It might take, maybe five to 10 pounds. Right. Yeah. You should still be okay. And then is today the day that you're going to really test it. Right. Maybe on that day you can focus on it. Right. Yeah. But today, like, nah, you're not, you know, you're not entering a strongman competition right now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, th- I think this would be a great component for a lot of people who, even if you like, even you mentioned, even if you are someone who competes, 
this will allow you to get a lot more done in your workouts in less time. Cause I remember what it was. I, I remember doing two hour workouts, mm-hmm. but I also remember like, Honestly, I could have shortened those. Those oh, yeah. workouts didn't need to be two hours for me to be able to make those levels of strength. They didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. I was there was a lot of dicking around and just sitting <laughs> around that just didn't need to happen. I think efficiency can help you a lot with being consistent, you know, and and uh, being purposeful and getting the workout done in a timely fashion. It, the two hour workouts and stuff, while those can be great, um, how many of those you got, you know, per week? You know, you're going to do yeah. two hours seven days a week. The way that we're talking about working out or what we're proposing, you can do almost every day if you if you felt like it. Mm-hmm. And uh you shouldn't have any like negative uh feedback from that. It should it shouldn't feel a whole lot different than just going for like a walk or a light jog. It should mm-hmm. be pretty easy. So I, I think it and then also it can help you with consistency because you can kind of pair things up with things that you like. You know, if your favorite day is is back day, well maybe pair up some stretching or something that you just Something that you freaking hate that you're just like, I hate doing that. I, I never get around to doing that. I don't have time for it mm. in between your lap pull downs, you know, st- stretch your groin and hamstrings and like whatever the hell you got to do. Even, yeah. You can even mm. get like some, Ooh, yeah, yeah. You can get some like legit lat stretching in there too. When you're doing hamstring movements, you can get some hamstring stretching and have there it be a like. cue, a cue for you to do these, you know, rotator cuff movements or shit. That you just, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, Oh man, I hate doing abs. Well, mm-hmm. If do you love doing bench? Maybe every time you bench, go do a set of sit ups. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> set of sit ups. Fucking ab roller. You could you could pair all these things together and get them all done in a timely fashion. Because we all know that when you're not doing that, and you say you have all these workouts listed, by the time you get done, and you're tired. The stuff that you're like, oh, just go home. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that you didn't do is the stuff that you don't like. Made movements so, done. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you skipped all those. Yeah. No, another thing that uh, you just reminded me of, Mark, is also like if I, if I am going up and down the turf and it does take away, you know, in my case, a couple ounces from whatever I'm trying to push uh, for someone like me, I'm still learning how to flex everything. So if I do take the, the 25s instead of the 35s, I can now really, really focus on whatever movement I'm doing mm-hmm. and get more out of that than I would if I was like trying to push 45, 55s, whatever it may be. Um, it's It's been, a, like I said, it was came out of problem solving, but it, I'm learning so much more than just trying to figure out how to do cardio and lift heavy. Like I, I'm like, I'm learning a lot about my body, learning a lot about the movements and just like what you can get done in a short amount of time with like a short amount of, or with a little bit of amount of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, it's a fucking, it's mind bottling. <laughs> you know, but, but to what you said there, what you can do with a little bit amount of weight, mm-hmm. I think like, I don't know if it's been these past few years that we've kind of all been like realizing, like, you know, you, not that we've been realizing it, you know it, but you can, and you should be, trying like especially when you're doing these smaller movements focusing on your triceps or whatever you should be using a movement that that specific muscle can handle well where there isn't much interference from a lot of other muscle groups like you know when we were talking about back the other day when you load a lot of plates on you get a lot of forearm and bicep and you're not working your back as much you take some weight off you're able to activate your back better you get more out of the movement mm-hmm. right it it's doesn't look as impressive maybe right. to the outside viewer, but for what it's actually doing to your body, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Those tutorials have been fantastic by the way, too. Yeah. The, uh, the ones on the super training channel. Mm. Um, I was actually, I was using, um, uh, I think you put it on your, your IGTV about getting an extra cup size. In your mm, chest. Yeah. So I was, I was in here, I was listening, I had the music up loud and then, you know, I, I turned it down and so I could watch this video and I'm like, oh, okay. And so I implemented that stuff during yeah. that workout. Um, but no, they've been great. Like that, that back workout, like your back looks insane, <laughs> but super helpful. I, I think, um, yeah, you're going to help a lot of people with those videos. You guys yeah. have been doing fantastic stuff over there. Glad I think people it. lose sight of, uh, what they're tra- what they're training for. You know, and you try to keep that at the front of your mind. Uh, do you want to, you know, be in the Olympics for the hammer strength uh, row <laughs> machine? <laughs> you know, is that, is that the goal? You know, uh, or, yeah. or are you trying to grow your back? You know, and same thing with like pull-ups. Like I've seen some people before, you know, like I can crank out like 50 pull-ups, but they don't have a back. And it's like, that's the pull-ups are great. That's cool. That you can do that. But 
you know, and it, it just depends on what someone's goal is. If their goal is to do 50 pull-ups, then congratulations, that's fucking awesome. But if you're trying to look good or look bigger or have a wider back, uh, then, you know, what are some things you can do to accomplish that? Or why not just try to keep that in the front of your mind during your training session? Mm-hmm. That way you're not as worried about how much weight is on there. Yeah. No, but that, that, that's, that's a tough thing, especially when you're commercial gym man and you're, you're putting on weight. You feel like other people are watching you. It's it's, it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> yeah. To like just not be like. Oh. I also don't see anything wrong with like we've talked about this uh, many times before, but like sometimes you got to go a little too far to kind of know. Yeah. Either recalibrate, you know, where you're at, and so it makes sense to do a set where you're you know going for ten reps and uh you know seven eight nine and ten are just not great mm-hmm. where you threw a little at but just be reasonable and say ah you know what i could probably pull the weight off you got a pretty good stimulus from having that extra weight on there as it was a lot of times that's what i've do in my workouts i've been doing that for years i'll just go up to something pretty heavy i'm like ah the form could be way better on that i'm gonna mm-hmm. bring the weight back down and and then that way, when I bring the weight back down, I can just say, hey, like, if I need to feel it, I'll just do more reps. Yeah. A lot of times people just aren't willing to do 20 reps or 30 reps. You know, why? just give it a shot. I bet your shit will be burning. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that I think will, like, help people get more aware of what they're actually working. When you do lighten things up, you know, and you do things within the 12, 20, 25 rep range, you really get an awareness of the muscle group that you're trying to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I think a big component that people can add that'll be really beneficial um, are small pauses. Like uh, a lot of the movements in the gym that I work, I do small pauses. So whether it's a face pull and I have a small pause at the end so I can really feel that um, or uh, tricep pull downs or bicep curls, shoulder pressing, I always typically have small pauses at the end range of the movement so I can really kind of get an idea of what's being worked and how hard it's being worked and how much it's being activated makes a big difference. But again, when you add those pauses in, it makes it a little bit more difficult. You have to use less weight for that set. So you got to make a little bit of a sacrifice there, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of a drop set too, because you mm. get to start with a heavier weight, you know, you get to use a heavier weight for a couple reps. And I, and I think the best way to do a drop set is to have, the weight be heavy enough to where it's like a six to 10 rep. That way you're not doing a million reps. Mm-hmm. Have the heavier weight kind of knock the crap out of you a bit. And then another set of six to eight, another set of six to eight. Yeah. You, you did a lot of reps still at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, pause reps. So like, let's say the uh, lat pull down, if you're doing a pause rep, you're not, you're not able to use a lot of body English to like really like swing that, that weight. You know, yeah. you see that a lot. I'm guilty as you know, I'm guilty for doing that. Yeah. But um, this is also why I, I also love um, dog crap sets because that, you know, again, if you're new to feeling like you're, you know, your lats or something, doing a dog crap set of lat pull downs, you will feel something. Can you and, explain the dog crap sets? Uh, so that's, um, and Mark, correct me wherever I, I slip up, but basically you're going to get a, a solid weight where you do 20 reps and it's pretty hard to get to 20. You still have some in the tank, but it's going to be hard. And then you'll take about anywhere, I, I, time-wise, we'll just say breaths. We'll just take five solid breaths, mm-hmm. and then you hit another set of five to ten. And that's one set. So then the next one, you, you finish the, that, that second set, technically the first one, uh, another five bre- breaths, and then you hit another one. Mm-hmm. Finish that, hit another one, and another one. So that way... You are getting a lot of work in, yeah. but the time is like instant. And then by the time you're done, you're like, holy shit. Like you start filling your body and you're like, dude, I am lit up. And it took, I don't know, like 45 seconds, like depends on, you know, how much work you're doing. But with that, like, man, it teaches you so much about how to flex. Like the pump is like, it's undeniable at that point. Like yeah. it, it feels amazing. And I, I love doing that because it, it is like you are hitting that 20 rep set initially mm-hmm. but then after that you hit another 20 reps or so it doesn't feel like it you know you, you put in a lot of work and it's fun so here's also a suggestion for that because like if you guys want to add those in like it's very fatiguing because you're you're moving to that place where you're very close to failing or sometimes you do fail a bit on some reps do that as your last set 
or as your last two sets. So let's say you've done multiple sets of a back movement, right? Do that as your last one because your back is going to be so fried after that set that it's going to be hard for you to do another set of a lot of reps. It's just going to be really, really hard. Um, but it's a, I, that, that's an amazing finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dog crap training's great. It's basically just kind of five sets in a row. If you yeah. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And you're not necessarily like drop. It's not always a drop set, but ideally I think you're trying to keep the same weight, but it's hard. And so yeah. then you end up dropping the weight at some point, five, five uh, sets in a row, five breaths in between. You just look it up mm-hmm. online. You'll find a lot of information on it. Yeah. I, th- I think the way, um, uh, what's uh super shredded, Bodybuilder, natural. Um, he coached you and Sima. Nunez, Alberto Nunez. The way Berto explained it, he was kind of like, okay, like that set of 20 gets you to, I don't know, we'll say level, level like eight effort. Mm-hmm. You take a breath and now five to 10 gets you back up to that same effort. Yeah. So you, you're putting in the same amount of effort in just a short amount of time mm-hmm. for those five sets, which is pretty sick. Yeah. It gets to be difficult on certain exercises. Like if you're doing a back exercise, your grip might wear out. You might want to wear straps or so. You're yeah. doing that many reps. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, you just feel it all in your forearms after a while. So mm-hmm. I want to try that out. I've been uh, staying consistent with the running though, since I, you know, went to Redondo, I just kind of made a commitment to do a little bit of running every day. And I've been throwing that in and uh, there's, there's not really great places to do stairs around here, but I'd love to find some and hit up some stairs because that's i kind of like that better than just actually like going like running or or even running like a hill mm-hmm. but uh, anytime i go to bodega i can do the stairs there and they have some good hills there mm-hmm. uh which i like a lot I, and i when i got here today i just took a lap and just i you know ran most of it i i just run until i'm like i don't know like just don't feel like running anymore yeah <laughs> and then i walk and i run and i'll just push it more and more but I want to see if I can keep some consistency up uh, around this time last year. I, I ran for a while and it felt pretty good. So I think, I think this time around it will feel even better. I'm a little bit lighter um, and it's been feeling really good. So let's see if I can keep some consistency with it. You've never, I've never heard you mention having any type of like knee problems as uh, when running, right? Have you ever had any knee problems in running? Has that ever given you issue? Uh, my right knee bugs me, uh, quite a bit but it doesn't really bother me that much when i run yeah that um, i was gonna ask like if the yeah. stuff that you've been doing at all is for for your knees oh and stuff, yeah that, knees over toes stuff is feeling really good and then just also learning like how to run mm-hmm. um i i strike with my heel quite a bit and then just in knowing that rather than trying to correct it and like it's just you know trying to teach an old dog new tricks is not easy so just buy shoes that uh help absorb the impact mm-hmm. <laughs> better and uh, so I just have shoes that that are running, just running shoes that are specific that have, you know, heels on them that are pretty that are pretty thick. That mm-hmm. way, it's okay if I fuck up when I run. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful too. But the knees over toes stuff has been uh, amazing for a lot of things. Um, and also, I just noticed reducing the weight in the gym has been really beneficial. I think that the combination of those two things are are helping just with like everyday movement. I I just I loved I love to lift heavy. And I just, I guess, I guess because I lifted heavy for so long, I haven't even, you've dropped an ass over here. So, oh, <laughs> bro, I drank that coffee, bro. And I knew I had to take a shit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's, and oh, it's, it's bad. It's, it's warm in here today, too. It's bad, yo. I might click on the AC even for the first time. Like it. Oh, Uh-oh. my God. It's your own brand and you don't like it. Let me see if I can That's, wave it. Wow. Wave it away a little bit. Wow. Andrew, you're all the way over there. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> this isn't... <laughs> I know. I think I just waved it towards me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. And there's more, but I don't I, I don't necessarily want to leave the episode yet to go poop. So In the new studio, you're going to have to just need... deal with it, Mark. I'm sorry, man. We're just going to have to deal with this. You're going to have to take all this. The new studio has to mm. have walls built with like some kind of like <laughs> a spray. <laughs> no, it's just like, um, it's like smell absorbing material. Like those, uh, those underwear that were supposed to be able to like, Oh, you know, with the fill. coal in them. Yeah. Yeah. They had coal in them. Yeah. yeah. Filter out the smells. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> filter out your farts. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You want to make, you want to see room? Just we got to get them built now. that. Yeah. Oh my god! Here, I know, put these on before the show. <laughs> I know that Lululemon says that they have like z- I don't know zinc or some shit in their thing that's like non-smell or whatever it makes it harder for your bo to like stick to it. But it's not working. Oh, 
Well, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm, it's definitely not. <laughs> I'll say that. It's definitely not. I'm so sorry, man. This is not okay. <laughs> this is really rough. What a, what a shitty podcast. Yeah. It's, it's just something. Yeah. But I, I, I will oh, say. I my pen. Um, oh, finally. So uh, <laughs> those, uh, the ATG guys, Athletic Troop Group guys, they have like a, a course thing where you can uh, learn all of the stuff and all the reasons behind all the movements along with everything else that they're, you know, they're talking about. And a lot of the stuff as far as like, I mean, you've talked about this before, how you used to like do good mornings. I think you said you used to do good mornings with a rounded back on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of that stuff is stuff that, you know, they're talking about mm -hmm. getting, uh, and it's not like, you know, for example, I was on the slant board the other day. And I, I'll, I'll post the video. At Just some shoving point. your knees forward on purpose, kind of. No, not even that. So I had uh, my feet were on the slant board, and my toes were pointing upwards, and I flexed my quads so that my hamstrings were at full length. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't here; I was here. I took a kettlebell again up on the slant board here, and the slant board was high off the ground. And I would like I forgot what the movement's called, but my back would round, and I would have the kettlebell uh -huh. all the way down while this was flexed, so my hamstrings could be at full extension, mm -hmm. and that allows me to get stronger while having my hamstrings fully lengthened, right. right? But my back is also rounded with the kettlebell. And after I did that, it's like, first off, I was able to gain more immediate mobility, right? Uh, but I was also able to be strong with that new mobility that was gained because of the loads that I was moving right. within those ranges. When, when you see the video, it'll make more sense. But a lot of that stuff, that's partial. That's why Ben is able to just like hop into the squats without really stretching or, or and and a lot of these guys are able to do some of these things because they're doing really long end range movements mm -hmm. with load again not a crazy amount of load where they're going to hurt themselves but a load that they can control kind of like the chest movement that we were doing the other day yeah you know you're not using a lot of weight but you're allowed to get very strong mm -hmm. with load through these just really long ranges and that's going to be really beneficial for people again i think it forces you to use less weight which i think can be a good thing mm -hmm. i uh you know, have been lifting for so long and just been uh, smashing myself with heavy weights. I just, I just didn't even really realize, I guess, like, uh, what my body would feel like if I just didn't do that. Mm. And so I was addicted to it. And so I just didn't ever stop doing it. And I actually remember it was a couple of years back. Uh, I told someone how long I've been lifting for and they're like, so you've been sore for like the last 20 years. <laughs> And I was like, that's a great way of yeah. putting it. I was like, uh, yeah, pretty much. Because they asked me if I ever stopped. And I was like, no, I don't ever really stop. I mean, I ha have taken a week off here or there. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I don't really ever stop. <laughs> and so, yeah, I have not only sore, though, but like rickety would be like another word thrown yeah. in there. Like just because all that weight just on top of me for so long. E even so, even like even getting away from like the big weights, like that wasn't really enough to do much because the weights, if I just lift anything that's challenging, it's almost the same for me. Mm -hmm. You know, does that make sense? Like I'm not as strong as I used to be. So if I put four Oh five on the bar, it's the equivalent of 700, mm -hmm. you know, used to be or 800. Um, just cause I just, I don't have the same strength. I don't care about it as much. So that 400 still has a, uh, too much of an impact on me to the point where I'm just like, you know what, just get rid of that shit for a while. And I can come back to it if I feel like I want to, uh, you know, start to push those weights again. But uh, at the moment, I don't care. I'd rather just feel better day to day. Mm -hmm. yeah, what what uh, advice do you have for younger lifters or just lifters in general who haven't lifted that much weight? And when they hear you guys say, you know, and this, this is kind of where I used to be also, but, you know, it's like, well, we haven't hit those big numbers to go light and be okay with it. You know, I still want to hit that, you know, 405 bench. I still want to hit that, you know, 700 deadlift even. Um, mm. So, like, what advice do you have for them that are, like, maybe they, they understand what you're saying about, like, going lighter and getting in the stimulus and whatnot. But they're also like, man, I don't know. I still want to hit this, that, that big number. You'll just get there faster if you just, uh, if you don't try. <laughs> if you don't try too hard, you'll get there faster. So, just fucking take your time with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be a process. It's going to take it. It's going to take years and years to be able to build up that kind of strength. You're not going to be able to like cultivate it or have it happen overnight anyway. So you may as well just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm uh, in for the long haul doing the reps and doing the sets the right way. The correct way is going to get you there the fastest. You got poop. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> but that's not what I was laughing. I was just, there's a parallel that this has with something else that um, some friend of mine were talking about recently. Just thought it was anal beads? Not necessarily anal oh, beads. Okay. So, okay. Not necessarily, <laughs> but that's not the exact thing he's talking about right now. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So let, let's, let's first, let's first like, you know, be serious about this year. So, I mean, yeah, if, if, if you have these goals of like hitting these big numbers, I think a big reason or a big something to ask yourself is like, why do you want those specific numbers? Um, I think it's like, yeah, sometimes like having the four or five bench goals, it's a great goal to have. Um, maybe you should ask yourself, are you trying to compete or not? Like, what is it costing you to try to get there? Um, and figure out if like, that's like, that's a really good goal for yourself. Uh, and then, I mean, if you're someone who's like bodybuilding, you'll notice a lot of bodybuilders don't tend to really care. Like, yeah, to some extent they care how much like weight they're putting on the bar, but the really good bodybuilders like aren't just loading weight on the bar to load weight on the bar. They're really just focused on what they're doing, what they're trying to grow. So they're staying measured in terms of what they're doing. They're not just throwing weight on the bar and for the most part getting injured, et cetera. So just, um, just keep that in mind. Now the parallel that I, I just made me laugh a little bit in my head. Mm. Mm. Okay. So <laughs> a buddy of mine were talking and um, he was like, yeah, in college, like I, I, I fucking ran through everybody and like, I didn't. Yeah. But you know, when I look back, I would, I would advise young men not to do that. Like, that's just a waste of time. You know, like a lot of guys, they want to do that. They want to smash as many women as possible. <laughs> like that's just the goal that they want to do it, but it's just a waste of time and it makes you feel empty. That's a very good sad. parallel. And it's just think it, about it. It's like, when you think about it, you're like all these guys, they want to do this, they do it and they realize how much of just a waste of time and energy and effort that was. They yeah. could have just gone focusing on the thing they should have been focusing on and letting whatever come to them. But yeah. So I was just trying to tell a pubescent, right? Like, Hey dude, don't run through a lot of women. You don't need to do that. Like the thing that feels the absolute best that you're striving for. Don't do that. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. I I did it. Or even busting nuts everywhere. Don't do it. (laughs) Or even just getting lost with one woman. You see it happen all the time. Uh, Yeah. That's actually, yeah. Oh, that's true. That is true. (laughs) I mean, people people get in relationships when they're really young. Mm -hmm. It might be 14, 15 years old. Yeah. With somebody till they're like 20. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a waste of time, but it's you could have maybe been concentrating on some other things and maybe gotten yeah. further ahead absolutely totally. that's that's yep that that's another thing that's another thing but i just found that so funny because it's like <laughs> it's like in the same vein you know i think it's all similar shit you know getting abs being strong being rich you know it's, it's like when people make a lot of money they just start giving it away they just mm. care about it a lot less you know <laughs> people yeah. get people that people that uh you know get in really good shape they have even even when they're not in shape or they're not in their best shape, they mm-hmm. have a lot of times they have a little bit better perspective on their physique. Why the other person is, you know, uh, rigorously always trying to like lose weight or mm-hmm. get in better shape. Yeah. The other person is a little bit more cool about it. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine being I'm fine being right here. Like mm-hmm. even like take like Hottie, who's in our gym. Um, he lost like 200 something pounds. <laughs> yeah. And then he gained around 40 or 60 back just cause he knew what it was like to be lighter. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, why would you gain a bunch of weight back? Well, he's like, I just, I have different goals now and I've, I'm comfortable with it now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be comfortable with where you're at, but if you've ever been anywhere before, ever done anything before, it's really easy to feel comfortable to pull way back yeah. after you already did a bunch of shit and already felt like you were somebody or did something cool you don't know what you don't know man (laughs) sometimes you just you got to go experience it and understand and really understand before you're like okay i know what that's like let me let me move out of that agreed (laughs) yeah want to take us on out of here andrew i will uh again thank you everybody for checking out today's episode and please head over to drink lmnt.com slash power project uh check out that watermelon salt flavor uh you will not regret it uh please make sure you're following the podcast at mark wells power project on instagram at mb power project on tiktok and twitter uh it's been great seeing everybody on linkedin lately it's kind of kind of exploded so uh yeah 
check us out over there too. Can't tell you the URL because I don't have it in my <laughs> head right now. But uh, check the uh, YouTube and podcast show notes and all that good stuff. You'll find a link in there somewhere. My Instagram uh, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z in SEMA. Where are you at? I have a favor to ask you guys. It's really cool when you look on Apple Podcasts when you see a oh. podcast that's had over a thousand reviews. We're and so we're close. at we're at nine hundred and ninety one. So if you listen to this episode, I know that uh there's quite a bit of you who haven't mm-hmm. gone and given us that five star review. And there's quite a few of you who haven't just written a few words. So help help us get to a thousand. And so then maybe close. we'll get to 2,000. Because we're is, so close to 1,000 reviews. Let us know what you thought of Enzima's fart today. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm holding all of these so in, good. man. Like, oh. I didn't want to put you through another because I thought I could do that one silently and have it not smell. It not be a thing. But no, it was like a little, no it was like a little bip, and yeah. it just fucking exploded over here. But it did the pass yeah. through. It, it passed around the poop and then yeah. out. Like. Yeah. This, this is going to be a nasty one. I'm going to use the other bathroom just because mm. I don't want to put anybody through this. At Enzima Inyang on Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, and TikTok. At Enzima Yin-Yang on Twitter. Mark? At Mark's Melly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness never strength. Catch you guys later.